Welcome to Heels in the Courtroom, a podcast about successfully navigating law and life, featuring the women trial attorneys at the Simon Law Firm. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Heels in the Courtroom. I'm Elizabeth McNulty, and today I am here with Megan Crow, Amy Gunn, and Mary Simon. How's everybody doing? Good. Good. Okay, so um, today we're going to talk about something that I am personally really excited about and interested in. We are saying goodbye to 2022 and looking onward to 2023, which is very exciting. And the end of the year is always a good time for some self-reflection, something that I'm really not super fond of. I'm very kind of just like keep on moving. I don't like to think about things that have just happened or happened in the past and just kind of like on to the next thing, which isn't necessarily the healthiest thing. I've found that doing the podcast has kind of forced me to sit down and self-reflect on things. And that's really helped me kind of see how I've grown throughout the years of doing this and how the things that used to stress me out or I was scared of, I don't feel that way anymore. So I think it's a good opportunity for self-reflection and see uh, the personal growth that you've made. And it's really important in setting goals for yourself is thinking about where you've been and where you want to go and how you can achieve that. So today we're going to talk about something that you've learned throughout your experiences of 2022 about yourself, whether that be personally or professionally, and then a resolution that you want to take into the new year of 2023. So I have learned that I want less responsibility. I have been 50 years old now for an entire year, so obviously that makes me 51, just barely. And there's something about turning 50 that does give you an excuse to say, look, I don't need to do that anymore, or I've outgrown that. And I think that I'm trying very hard to believe that. In other words, I believe that I have earned the right to have less responsibility. And... I don't mean less work. I don't mean less responsibility to my clients or to my family. I just mean doing things that I actually want to do as opposed to doing things that I feel like I need to do for my career, largely. And that has kind of whittled down. So the lesson I've learned about myself is that I want less responsibility And what I'm going to try to do for 2023 and embrace it as a New Year's resolution is figure out ways to gracefully exit some of the responsibilities that I have now that are not bringing me joy. I deserve to have what I want. And I deserve, because I'm 50, 51, that I deserve to do what I want to do. So part of what my husband and I have been talking about is our second son is graduating from high school in 2024, May 2024, and being going off to college. So my husband and I have tasked ourselves largely in 2023 and a little bit in 2024, figuring out where do we want to spend some time in the cold, dreary months of January into February. Those of you that live in the Midwest know that this can be a really miserable time just in terms of gray skies. Like today is the first day the sun has shown in over a week. And I woke up happier knowing that that was going to happen. So what I know about myself is that I like sunshine and I need more of it. So instead of continuing to commit to things 
that aren't bringing me joy, I'm already working in my mind how I can pivot some of that time that I'll be reducing to enabling this opportunity to spend time in a nice, warm, sunny place for a few weeks during the most dreary times of the month. And I think that's what is keeping me really excited about continuing to practice law. (laughs) Because again, I've earned it, damn it. I've earned it. So that's, I think, lessons learned is what I need to make me happy. And New Year's resolution is implementing how to make it actually happen. I love that for you. I love that. Same. I'm taking notes on that. Where (laughs) to be when I turn 50. No, don't even wait. Don't (laughs) wait until you turn 50. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I want to impart to everyone is don't feel like you can't earn it until you turn 50. That's just, that's my baggage, y'all. It shouldn't be yours. I love that. So I think that one of the biggest lessons that I've learned this year is that I'm never going to be perfectly comfortable, but I've learned how to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. You know, I've done a lot of things for the first time this year, and as much as it was uncomfortable and stressful and I felt like I wasn't going to make it, I did. And then, you know, once you start getting used to that feeling, it becomes almost normal and it doesn't stress me out as much. And I feel like I've just become comfortable in the uncomfortable. And I think that's been a good lesson for me. And I learned that I won't regret trying something and doing that thing, even if I don't want to do it. Sometimes I know when we talked about holiday parties, sometimes they can feel like a burden. Getting there is the worst part. But what I've learned throughout the year in my career so far, I think, is that even if I don't want to do it, I usually don't regret it. And putting yourself out there is scary and terrifying, but usually worthwhile. You don't have to be happy about doing it. But if you get it done, you're going to feel better in the end. When you're put in uncomfortable situations, it almost always makes you stronger. And I've really felt that that's a lesson I've learned this year. As far as resolutions, this isn't necessarily work-related, but my goal for the next year is to buy a house. So one of the New Year's resolutions that goes along with that is obviously saving money because furnishing a house along with buying it is not an easy feat. But it's something that has really become an important goal for me this year because I've always felt really comfortable in my apartment that I'm renting, but I've recently learned about myself that I really like hosting and I want to be hosting more things. And so I think having a better space where I can do that is something that I've really set my sights on and I'm excited for what the future holds in that respect. That's so exciting. I know. I can't wait to hear how that goes. Maybe if they're downsizing, you can take a lot of their stuff for your new house. (laughs) House buying is a stressful process, so buckle up, but it'll be great. Take your time. Just take your time with it. It's going to be great. That's how I've been approaching it is I'm not going to buy something just because I want to buy. I'm going to wait for the right thing to come up. And so I just toured my first house yesterday, actually, which was exciting. But I'm not going to rush. I'm definitely going to take my time and find the right thing. Yeah. And actually, it was an attorney who told me this. I was talking to him when my husband and I began decorating our house and what do we want to paint and what do we want to do? And he told me he and his wife picked like one room a year to actually get to completion because he's like, furniture is so expensive. And if you're going to buy furniture, you want to get something you really like. And, you know, it's 
durable. It'll last a long time. And that stuff is just so expensive. So he gave that advice to me. And I think it's pretty good advice because then you don't feel rushed to, you know, get something all at once. That's how I approach cleaning my house, one room at a time. <laughs> I'll do this exactly room today. A year. I'll do my kitchen today. I'll do my bedroom tomorrow. <laughs> Not a year, but one at a time. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. I really believe the best lesson I learned in 2022 is I love not taking things personally. That is what I learned in 2022. It's just you are untouchable when you don't take things personally. And it goes hand in hand with something that I have learned about myself as I am growing in my career, you know, professionally and personally. I believe that the thing that makes it the hardest to work with other people, you know, whether it's in your own office or with other people, or even if you're at the freaking grocery store, it doesn't matter. The thing that makes it the most difficult is if someone else is unwarrantingly defensive with everything that you say, and it has nothing to do with me. So if I'm able to navigate myself from point A to point B without taking offense to someone else's response to what I have to say when I know the things that I'm saying are completely valid, it just makes for an easier time in all aspects of my life to do that. That is the biggest lesson I've learned in 2022 is just don't take things personally. I've got to carry that with me into 2023 and hopefully for the rest of my career but I, I want to take more risks. I don't want to leave the depositions thinking, oh, I was going to try this and I didn't. I'm just going to do it because whatever, you know, just ask the question if you want to ask it. And it kind of goes hand in hand with don't take things personally because nine out of 10 times the reason that I don't try certain things and it's responsible risk taking. But, you know, most of the time I don't do it because I'm afraid of the response. And that's not a reason for me not to take the risk or ask the question, both with opposing counsel and just witnesses and depositions. Those are the things that come top of mind in terms of work. But generally, I, I want to try new things. I want to take risks. Everyone who is on this recording, and probably most people at our office know that I'm a pretty big introvert. I'm really trying to push myself to, especially coming after the pandemic, I'm really trying to be just braver and, and take more risks in my professional life, in my personal life, and just see how it goes. So that's really what I'm going to try to do. And I am fortunate to have a you know, built-in support system at my work with all of you. And I hope anyone listening to this podcast, there's got to be another attorney on who might have even ended a deposition today and thought, man, I wish I should have asked that question. There's going to be another deposition and you're going to ask a question. You got my full support too. You have the support of everyone on this podcast at least. I encourage everyone to just try, try new things because if you don't try, you'll never, you know, figure out how great things can be. Mary, I totally agree with you. I think that the support that you seem to feel and that I certainly feel as well kind of makes all the difference and makes things a lot easier, especially when it's something that you aren't sure that you can fully give yourself permission to do, knowing that other people fully support you certainly helps. And that kind of goes in line with something that I've learned about myself this year. And it's something that we've discussed many times throughout our, our recordings, and that's boundary setting. And I learned this year that I'm fully capable of setting boundaries and that other people will respect them when I set them. 
For the first few years of my career, I always felt like, you know, my time isn't really my own at work. I work, you know, with other people and with a team and they can call me in to do things. And this year I've kind of like evolved that thinking and I know that time is my own and I can decide whether I let them kind of infringe on that time or not. And I think that kind of time management goes hand in hand with that. But setting those boundaries has been really helpful and probably like my overall outlook on life. I feel like this year has been a little bit easier because I've been able to kind of, I don't know, carve out, you know, working normal hours and not letting people dump stuff on me last minute. And I think that that has helped a lot. And it's something that maybe, Megan, you've experienced this or just kind of being an unmarried person without kids. It's a lot easier for people to kind of tend to dump stuff on you or like you don't need to take that personal time because like you don't have kids at home. Like, you don't have a spouse. And it's just not true because like you still have a life and you're still equally deserving of taking that time and filling it with whatever you want. And it doesn't have to be work stuff. And so I found that like kind of creating that respectful boundary for people and just not letting it happen. Because I understand the ask, but it's up to you to like not let that happen to you and feeling worthy that you get to take that time and that's all yours and you don't need to feel guilty just because like you don't have kids or you aren't married, stuff like that. And one thing that I guess has just kind of like made that happen for me is, I've touched on this before, I got a puppy this year and so that's the first time that I've had something to be responsible for outside of myself. It was always like, oh, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. It's like, it's not a child. Like, it certainly feels like it for people who don't have responsibility. <laughs> but it's just like, I think they say it when you have kids, you're never going to feel ready. And that is kind of just, I pulled the trigger. I went and did it that weekend. And I can't imagine my life without him. His name is Hank. He's a mini golden doodle. He is so cute. And I am so sad when he leaves. I dropped him off with my dad before we were supposed to try a case. And I just started sobbing before they even left. And so it's hard, but thankful to Hank because he's taught me that like I can set boundaries and like I have something that I have to go home to and that's like totally okay. So it's mostly to him and he takes up way more time than I could have ever imagined. Elizabeth, I just have to say this and I think I've said it before in the podcast. I know I've said it before in therapy, which I'm willing to share with all of you. <laughs> if we live in a society where the only way that anyone ever respects your boundaries about your time is contingent on you giving birth, then we are all completely doomed. And I'm using the word doomed because, you know, we're on a recorded podcast. I might have used a different word and you don't have to cut that. <laughs> that is for damn sure. I am certain of that. So I'm very happy that you brought that up because there's just no excuse for someone not respecting that you get to draw that boundary for yourself. So I'm jumping in to echo that sentiment because I have, I completely agree with you. And Elizabeth, I know I can relate to that. And I have gone to you for advice on how to deal with that before. Learning how to navigate that is still difficult. And I know, Elizabeth, you have been a big help to me this year on that. It's a hard lesson to learn. And I think at least for me, it was like coming out of law school, I still felt like a student for like a really long time. And probably up until this year, it was just like, I get to have like a personal life and it doesn't need to feel like I'm studying for finals like 24 seven, like it doesn't need to be like that. Like you can stop working at five and go do stuff that you want to do, not because you have to do it. 
And that's been really freeing for me. And it's really helped like my mental health. I just like this year has been a little bit easier since I've started giving myself that kind of permission to do what I want and not feel guilty about it when it's not filled with work from, you know, six to midnight or whatever. Yeah. And on behalf of everyone at our law firm and on behalf of this podcast and anyone else who's in Elizabeth and Megan's position or shares that sentiment, we completely support you in setting those boundaries for yourself. And you should. Yes. I'm a firm believer in that. Elizabeth, that was such an important thing to bring up. Yeah. And I think that the thing that I've learned is that no one's going to set those boundaries for you. You have to do it yourself. And it's hard, but it's well worth it. Um, My resolution for next year, one thing I'd like to do more in 2023, and I think it kind of relates to the thing I've learned about myself, is that I want to continue to carve out that time and kind of give myself permission to kind of cultivate more of a personal life and not feel like all of my time needs to be devoted to work. I think it definitely deserves a good chunk of my time, but it doesn't need to be all I like live, breathe, and eat and sleep and work like that's not like we weren't put on the earth to just work and then die so i think that no ma'am i've learned that there are other things to life and we need to go out and enjoy those and give ourselves permission to do that and not feel guilty about it so that is what i'm hopeful for in 2023 you all will have to hold me to it i can't wait to listen to this episode at the end of 2023 and see where we're all out with our resolutions i think we should challenge ourselves to do that put it on the calendar and see how far we've gotten in these wishes and, and resolutions one thing i want to say to be clear one of the responsibilities that I do not want to shed is the HITC podcast. <laughs> exactly. I love it. And I want to continue being a part of this because it does bring so much joy. And when you look at the things that you spend your time on that you give yourself to, it's natural to do an assessment as to how much do you get back from it. And like that's sort of what I've been doing with these organizations And this in particular is one thing that I get more out of than I give. And I thank all of y'all for that. If I can be really cheesy for a second, I know I'm the newest person to the podcast, but being a part of this has made me feel like the shiny new excitement of this new job has never gone away. It's been two years now, but doing this and getting together with you girls every other week has kept that spark alive with me through this whole two years. And I'm so thankful for it. And I'm so appreciative because every time I get bogged down in the work and this is not shiny and new and exciting anymore, I'm just tired and stressed. And then we take a Friday afternoon and we come together and we talk about this kind of stuff. It really brings that life back to me. I agree. It's so funny that we probably all, you know, related to when you said when we talk about this kind of stuff and it's what we're doing every day. It's the actual things that we're doing. It's not the brief writing and the it's the deeper meaning behind everything we're doing and that makes us better at doing all of the brief writing and the oral arguments and things like it's like the foundation We're forming this foundation to actually offer support for ourselves to do all the things to make us better lawyers and better people, honestly. So I echo Amy's sentiment and all of you that I'm happy to bring the podcast into 2023 for all to hear. (laughs) Speaking of the podcast, I'm curious if anyone has any thoughts on a resolution that we should make as a podcast. Send it in. 
another oh, oh you mean our listeners i thought you were <laughs> well, asking us oh, I, was. <laughs> I was like are you putting it out to the listeners wait that's a really good idea though <laughs> it's true we'd love to hear your suggestions your resolutions I think one of the resolutions for HITC that I have is another conference like we had in Phoenix, which was so wonderful on all levels. So hopefully we can have another one of those to present to in 2023. That's a good goal. I totally agree. So any listeners out there, if you have a group, we're available for booking. So reach out to us, please. And we're cheap. And we're a fun yes. time. We are. And we want to meet you. You won't regret it. Yeah, we want to meet you. Mary, you had mentioned being brave as one of your thoughts. And I had written that down as well as one of my resolutions. Bravery, true bravery, is really one of the only things in life that impresses me. And maybe that says a lot about me not being... <laughs> very open being impressed, but it moves me to tears often when I hear stories about people being truly brave. And to me, that equates to being truly selfless, putting yourself out there, usually for others. That to me is what being brave means. And I'm very thankful for our jobs and our careers because on a certain level, we're allowed to do that with every case. But within a very comfortable confounds of our practice, what I'm looking for in 2023, in addition to a nice place on the beach, is I'm challenging myself to find an opportunity to truly be brave. And whether that is to speak up, to speak out, to dedicate myself to something worthwhile, as I am shedding some of these other responsibilities, I know myself too well to believe that there won't be room for a different opportunity. And that's what I'm looking for. And I'm really going to challenge myself to find that and to act on it when I find it. Amy, it's interesting the way that you define bravery. And it has me thinking a little bit deeper about my resolution of taking risks and being brave. And it makes me think about it in a different capacity. And in addition to asking that question in the deposition that you've always wanted to try to ask, I'm now thinking about it in a different context, which is, you know, one of my best friends from law school, she and I will randomly call each other. I don't know. It probably happens every other week. One of us will pick up the phone during the middle of a work day. I already know the conversation is going to last for probably 45 seconds. And we pick up the phone, we tell each other, hey, I just got to tell you this really annoying thing that just happened just to say it, to get it out there that it happened, and now I can move on with my day. And it's kind of just a quick release and a let go of something frustrating that happens. And now I'm thinking about this concept of bravery in breaking a cycle of something that has happened to you a lot in 2022. So for me personally... I'm going to challenge myself to be brave to do something to break that cycle of that same thing that always happens that aggravates me. And I think that it'd be worthwhile for our listeners or for you all as well to do that. You know that you always get that same email and that same tone from that same person <laughs> and it always bothers you in the same way or it happens with another lawyer 
over and over. And just taking a second to try to craft a way to get out of that repetitive cycle. And I've talked, it's so funny because even my friend and I, when we do this, it always ends up with, did you say anything? No. Okay. Just needed to say it here. Bye. And maybe for 2023, instead of the, did you say anything? No, it'll be, did you say anything? Not this time, but in two weeks, this is what I'm going to say. Right. I have a plan to break that cycle. And it's it's just a new way to think about bravery. And I also think it stands for a lot of the things that we talk about on this podcast. Yeah. You know, we're really, really trying hard to create a better new environment for female attorneys and largely, you know, all attorneys moving forward. So that'll be another resolution I'm going to add to my list under my umbrella, if you will, of, you know, bravery and risk taking. I love it. Me too. That's a really good one. And I hope that our listeners kind of take that into consideration when crafting their own resolutions, because I would encourage everyone to sit down and reflect on something that you've learned this year and then decide on something that you want to change about yourself or about the way you live your life. It can be anything. And take that into 2023. We are here to support you. So as always, thank you for listening to us. We've certainly enjoyed it and I hope you have too. We drop episodes every Wednesday, so please feel free to give us a listen and like and subscribe. We're available wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks. See you next week. Amy, Liz, Erica, Mary, Elizabeth, and Megan would love to hear from you. Send your thoughts to comments at heelsinthecourtroom.law and subscribe today. 